to Oshiukiyo, our Sailor Moon podcast. I'm Kim. And I'm Isha. And in this episode, we'll be talking about all of the senshi and Sailor Moon are. Because we're not splitting it up into individual episodes. There's just not enough. Yeah, they're very, um... <laughs> in the anime, they're very just one note for the most part. They're very tropey. And yeah. in the manga, they're not so tropey. They just don't get a lot of attention. I mean, in the manga, <laughs> like, three-fourths of them are kidnapped and out of the game. Right. <laughs> like, completely. They're, they're, they're not even, like, arguing with the bad guys. Yeah, they're there and they're gone. Pretty much, yeah. They're in a, they're in a, in, in a basement in space somewhere. <laughs> wow. I'm sure that's not a sentence that has ever been said before. <laughs> and it's honestly a great sentence and you should be proud of yourself. Yay. <laughs> accurate. Yeah. I was like, it's it's not wrong. <laughs> uh, so let's dive in first with Mercury. So we're going to go in the order that they were introduced originally. So Mercury. Um... Mercury exists this season. Like, she has three episodes. I forgot that she had a third episode. I was, de- I was like, checking against all of the episodes, making sure I didn't forget anything, and I, like, fully forgot episode 80 <laughs> was an Ami episode. Yeah. Uh, she wasn't really that important in the Doom Tree arc. Um, she had a part to play with the babysitting one, because that was when she got shabon spray freezing because she was so mad about um alien and stealing energy from babies she was like children i understand babies unacceptable (laughs) it's like okay too far too far and then she's like i would like to be cast as snow white even though i do not have the time to play this character and it's like (laughs) why are you here go home right right why are you in theater? <laughs> it's like, what, what, what? Just work back, just work the background. Like, any other theater nerd who backstage. can't commit to stage. Yeah, do the backstage work. Right? Be a stagehand, Ami. You'd be better at it. Like, I'm sure she would get lightning, the lighting on point. Right. Did they even have anybody doing stage work? No, because I don't think anybody in the animation department actually knows what it takes to put on a theater show definitely not because <laughs> there was there was a lot of problems with that i don't know like <laughs> poor mamura was like i am surrounded by idiots that whole episode <laughs> like i don't well wanna... that is that's his fault for dating literal children this was he wasn't dating any of them this... oh you're right this is after his that is this one this is this is the doom tree arc the snow white episode was the doom tree arc because on play, yeah. Oh, yeah. So Mamoru is just like these children have decided to insert themselves into this thing that I'm doing, uh, which right. all of my college age friends bailed on because they couldn't agree on anything for the exact same reason these children are arguing. And then he just anyway, this is not a Mamoru episode. We did that already. <laughs> Anyways, anyway, some weird choices. Moving on, <laughs> but. Ami. Ami. And then in the actual Black Moon arc, she has three episodes. 
The first one is where it's just like, is Ami going to go to Germany and break up the team? And the answer is no, of course she's not going to Germany and break up the team. Like, she's 14. Yeah, she's a genius. But, like, her mom's not going to be like, go to Germany by yourself, child. You know, like... And she then, lives by herself anyway. She might as well have. I mean, she basically lives by herself. Like, I don't think they basically. there's ever any reference in the anime to her parents. Except that maybe her no. mom is a doctor. With the exception of Usagi, parents don't exist in the anime. <laughs> they fully don't. Everybody's an orphan except Usagi. <laughs> Everybody's an orphan, yeah. And if they're, like, func- they're either an actual orphan or functionally an orphan. Yeah. Yeah. The only other person who has, like, a parental figure technically is Ray with her grandpa. Oh, yeah, that's true. We'll get to and her he's, <laughs> next. He's pretty, he's pretty awful in the God, anime. And then um, the second episode Ami gets is the episode with Birdier, where uh, mm-hmm. it's almost like a one-to-one in the manga with a chess episode yeah which was really Um, which was a good episode and i think it was a good episode because they had so they took so much of the meat of it from the manga for ami because ami was like an actual character i remembered that episode like i don't remember the germany episode except for when chibiusa is like looking at ami in the airport because mamoru takes her to say goodbye like again Two people who were not close to her at all are the only people who are saying goodbye to her, but that was her choice. She's like, I don't want to say goodbye to people because it's hard. Uh, yeah. And then Chibis is like, are you really going to abandon your friends? And it's all, again, like, everybody's awful <laughs> in this season. It's just a lot of like, uh, sometimes I'm just like, yeah, Ami, just go follow your dreams. Don't, don't yeah. be a sunshine anymore. Just don't. I, I actually felt like that was really uncomfortable. <laughs> like the fact that it's like, you already have friends. You already have responsibilities. Cause my thought was like, wait, is it, I hope this should, this episode wasn't supposed to have a message. I hope like, not. I feel like, like it's a message. Don't leave your hometown. You've got friends. Like, well, I mean, if, if it makes it any better, all of her friends were like, this is an amazing opportunity and you should not pass it up for us. Yeah. They're like, we know you technically have responsibilities as a Sailor Senshi and, like, wild shit is happening here, but you are you also have to live your life and you should go. We are yeah. going to miss you, but we know that this is an amazing opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know? Which is, I guess, why Chibi uses the one to be like, really, bitch? You're gonna leave? Yeah. But it, <laughs> I, I think it would have been better if she had just kind of decided it on her own, though. Yeah, it would have been better to to not have Mamoru or Chibiusa there and just to have her at the airport and, like, hear the boarding call and be like, actually, fuck this. <laughs> yeah. And, like, open up her communicator watch and be like, hey, Luna, where's the girls? Right. <laughs> you know, because, I mean, yeah, that, I, that I is what she does, but stronger. she has to... Yeah, it's, it is what she does, but she has to be prompted by Chibiusa, which I hate. <laughs> Yeah, which is why it would have been a stronger character moment. Because I feel like one thing we don't see a lot from Ami is um, showing her own free will. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And and I feel like that doesn't bode well for the the smart girl stereotypes, you know? Yeah, it's kind um, of wild to me now looking back because... 
knowing that Sailor Mercury is popular in Japan, but thinking about all of the anime that I've watched with of Sailor Moon and realizing, like, I don't remember a lot of, like, Mercury-specific things, mm-hmm. you know? Because it's just, like, she's the smart one. <laughs> That's her thing. That's it. She's the most tropified yeah. of all of the century. And that's actually why I really, uh, Ami is one of my favorite senshi, especially one of my favorite um, inner senshi. Mm. And um, I was really disappointed this season how tropey she was. It was bad. Um, yeah. But I think I rented, I, I definitely ranted hard about that in another episode. Is I, I don't like when they're like, they make the character who's supposed to be the smart one state really obvious stuff as yeah. if the characters wouldn't know that. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's just just too, it's like, are they flexing right now? Like, is this them trying? It's like, I need to establish that I am smart. So actually, blah, 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 something obvious everyone knows because I'm just going to assume that everybody else is stupid. Um, I wonder if it's, like, if the animators were watching Star Trek The Next Generation were just, like, we're gonna make Ami into Data. Right. You know? Because she definitely has some Data moments where it's just, like, oh, but it makes sense for Data because Data's not a human being, you know? He's not. Yeah. Yeah. That makes (sighs) sense because he, he may not understand what people know and what they don't know. Yeah. Because it's like, for example, the cake thing. The cake thing is what bothered me one time. Uh, that's that's when I really went off was when we talked about the cake episode. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, it's really bad for you. It doesn't have nutrition and it's got high calories. It's like, if you were a robot, you might assume the humans are eating it because they aren't aware of how unhealthy it is. Because logically, if they knew... Why would they eat it anyways? But, like, as a human herself... (laughs) Yeah, who has eaten cake and is going to eat cake. Yeah, you think she'd be aware of why people eat cake regardless of it being unhealthy. Yeah, and in that episode, too, like, Tuxedo Mask, like, cryptically is, like, pour water on the enemy because water dissolves sugar. But, like, she doesn't come up with that solution on her own. Like, Tuxedo Mask has to say it cryptically. And then she's like, oh, duh, water on sugar, because that dissolves it. And the creature's made out of frosting. And that really bugged me. Yeah. I was just like, Ami, you're smart, and you're literally, like... (laughs) I feel like, uh, not just in Sailor Moon, but there were a lot of shows on air at the time where you would have these characters who were, like, superficially smart and they'd usually have glasses and other like things to indicate that they are the smart one Mm -hmm. but they really didn't say anything that was any smarter than than what the other characters or the audience could figure out you know yeah because they can't they're not allowed to so like you're not actually smart you just have common sense (laughs) it's like we're just signaling to you that they're smart, and the automatic assumption is that anybody who's who has genius level intellect is also socially incompetent. Yeah, and uh, that's absolutely not true. Like people love to throw around Einstein. Like Einstein got along great with other people. People loved Einstein. He was a party animal. <laughs> yeah, 
there are a lot of geniuses through history that people look back on and are like, oh, yeah, they must have been like stuffy, antisocial thing. Benjamin Franklin is considered oh a God. genius. And that ben dude Frank- was a man whore. Ben Franklin went to France and was like, yes. And <laughs> All the to, things. He, he went to France with John <laughs> Adams, who was 100% like, please stop. <laughs> <laughs> and Ben Franklin was like, because I know this bothers you, I'm going to do it harder. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, no, there there are a lot of geniuses who also know how to party. So mm-hmm. People love yeah. Thomas Edison, and Thomas Edison electrocuted an elephant to death. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. I almost yeah. tell you. Um, people like geniuses a lot of the time, like historically, you know. I don't know what to tell you. People got along in the real world. Um, yeah. And then, well, there's a thing called emotional intelligence, and for some reason, a lot of these characters don't have that. They're not allowed to have it. No. It's it's weird. But anyway, and her last episode is episode the last episode that focuses on her, not her last episode ever, obviously, uh, is episode 80, where she's targeted by Esmeralda's droid to think that everyone has turned on her because she's a cheater. And I don't remember why this was a plot. You know, I didn't even remember this episode until you brought it up. And then I was like, oh, yeah. And then I- it's like. Wasn't this a plot point in another episode? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was in the first season. Like, I fully I don't remember what happened in this episode. When I looked it up, I, re- I recognized the the droid. I was like, oh, yeah. I know this droid. It's Giwaku. Which I think in the episode where we discussed it, we were like, we have no idea what Giwaku means. Apparently it's Japanese for distrust. Ah. So. Gotcha. I think we were like, and is so, it like good work or something like that? Like a play on that. But no, it's literally distrust. So I don't know. I don't remember why. And I didn't want to go back and listen to our episode because it's like, that's <laughs> a whole hour. <laughs> For more details on that, go back to our previous episode. If right. You really and I, was, know. I was like, I could rewatch this episode, but I was like, oh, that's a whole 22 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And this was a rough season. We're sorry this is such a negative uh, season. It's just, it's really bad. <laughs> I know, it's so funny because we're like, we love Sailor Moon so much. And like all of these episodes, it's just been us progressively getting more and more annoyed. <laughs> you know, the uh, problem is because we love these characters and we do love these stories that when it's mishandled, that's when our vehement comes out. <laughs> Yeah, like, we have these passionate reactions because we care so much. Um, Right. And there's nothing we can do about it because it's 30 years ago. But anyway, in the manga, we do actually get a lot for Ami before she gets abducted. Mm -hmm. Because we find, we get a lot more backstory for Ami and for Makoto. Uh, Not so much for Rei, but because Rei is bounced out real fast. But in the manga, (laughs) this is when we find out, you know, her parents are divorced. Like, that's stated explicitly. Her dad is an artist, like a famous artist. He's well known. So she has access to all of these fancy clubs, not just because her mom is a doctor, but because her father is like an accomplished artist. Uh, 
she can douse. So in addition to her being smart, she also has these magical properties that she can use and manifest outside of being a senshi. And she's a nationally recognized chess player. Yeah. Like, that's why Bernier specifically calls her out on TV, because she's known to be good at this stuff. Yeah. I really love... Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I, I really... With Ami, she has... I don't want to say a coldness, but she has, like, a laser focus that could be interpreted as coldness because she's trying to figure out how to trap Bertier, knowing that Bertier is trying to trap her mm-hmm. to make it easier for her friends. She's like, I know I'm going to, she's like, I don't, she doesn't know that she's going to get kidnapped, but she's like, I know this is a trap. So I have to mm-hmm. see how much I can get out of this for my friends. Yeah. So she has a lot of faith in her friends. Yeah. Because in the manga, she actually is intelligent and doesn't just pretend to be intelligent. <laughs> She's yeah. actually calculating. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love that in the manga, they do describe her two different parents and the diverse background that she has. Because mm-hmm. it, it really does help make her more three-dimensional and explain why she's so good at and so knowledgeable on all of these different subjects. Mm-hmm. You know, because she gets both the um, academic and the artistic end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. So she's more well-rounded. Yeah, she's the child of geniuses, but is a genius in a completely different way. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's it's not just like, oh, it's because she's the reincarnation of Sailor Mercury. It's also like her own self. Instead of it just being yeah. attributed to her powers. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I, we don't get much of her in the manga, but what we do get of her, I love because I always remember her backstory. And it's only mm-hmm. like a few panels, it's like two pages. Yeah. But if you write something well enough, concise enough, like, there you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they couldn't even bother with, some of those details in the anime so it's lost it's lost in the anime i honestly don't know if in the anime they even bring up the fact that her mom is a doctor Uh uh-uh they might in one of the movies in the super s movie they might because when they make the cookie she's like my mom and i would stamp the cookies with the bottom of a glass so that it would have the the shape so it might have been mentioned then but other than that like i i can't recall so if somebody knows that they mention it, like, let me know. Uh, well, we'll be watching it sooner or later. Well, I mean, they're probably not, it's a stab, It's an establishing thing. So if they haven't mentioned it already, I don't know if they're going to mention it in the main yeah. series because it's not important. Yeah. And uh, I know they don't mention her father at all. That's- no. All right. So on to Sailor Mars. Yeah. Uh, with Ray, I was surprised that she didn't get as much attention because she got a lot of screen time in the first season and definitely did oh, not yeah. get even half as much, I feel like, in the anime this season. Yeah, um, I actually liked, uh, Ray more in this season than the previous season. Um, even though we don't see her as much, um... She's less of an antagonist. 
Yeah, like, she uh, still has that rivalry with Usagi, but it's not as intense. Yeah, it's, it, it is truly a rivalry rather than, uh, you know, they're, they're rivals, not enemies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like last, I feel like in the first season, it was so aggressive that I'm just like, you know, if Rey was the only one there to save Sailor Moon, I don't think she would, you know? Yeah, and it's like, mm, you've literally failed at your one job, so. Uh, um, she wasn't a big feature in the Doom Tree arc, mm-mm. like, at all. Like, I, I went through, like, episode descriptions, and, like, the biggest she was was in the Snow White episode. Yeah. But that that was about it. She's just kind of, like, there to burn some people, and that's about it. And then for the regular Black Moon arc, um, we have the Horrible Grandpa episode, which I don't want to talk about. Because <laughs> uh, Grandpa is cringe. It's bad. Uh, we talked about it, I think, in depth in that episode. Yeah. So, like, I don't want to talk about We're it again. We're not going to put... Yeah. We don't yeah. need to put ourselves through that again. Yeah. It was bad. <laughs> she was in it because it was taking place in her shrine. That's all but it really didn't that. focus, yeah, and it really didn't focus around her. So it it it's, uh, yeah, moving on. Mm-hmm. Moving on. <laughs> we do see in several episodes that Chibiusa, like they flat out say, Chibiusa flat out says, like I prefer Ray. Ray is my favorite. For some reason. Yeah, for some reason, maybe because they're both bitches too soggy at times, <laughs> especially in those early episodes. <laughs> Chibisa sees Ray like rag on Usagi for the first time and is like, ah, yes, my people. <laughs> right? You know what? That checks out. Right? <laughs> um, we do see the that bond in the curry episode where Chibisa has to cook curry for school. Um, where yeah. they they run into Ray and Chibisa is like, you take Usagi's place because you're better. And Ray is like, I am uncomfortable with that, but okay, because you're a child and somehow I can't refuse you. Uh, but then Ray is like, this is actually, I don't want to be here. <laughs> like, this is not my place. Yeah. And I'm going I to actually, go. Yeah. I actually thought that was a fantastic moment from her because mm. like that... It actually shows some kind of character growth because in the the first season, she would have been all over that, you know, alone time with Mamoru. Heck yeah, mm-hmm. you know. But now she she we can see that she acknowledges that even though at that moment Mamoru and Usagi are not together, she doesn't want to be a bad friend who gets in there, who gets in the mm-hmm. middle of that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she, she excuses herself from that situation. She's like, yeah, no, this is wrong. And like, yeah, good on her. Yeah. <laughs> Don't hang out. Don't hang out with, uh, your, your friend's ex, especially when you know that they're still hurting over it, you know? <laughs> yeah. It was pretty recent. Like, I don't think that Curry episode was too far after. I mean, like. Their breakup happened in, like, the second episode of, like, the actual Black Moon arc, so. Yeah. No, but Usagi <laughs> the entire season, she she didn't get over it by any means. No. It just, it was a constant source of pain and agony from for her. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so I was just like, good, good on her for being like, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um... 
We also see that, like, Chibiusa is pretty attached to her in the beach episode. Yeah. Like, Chibiusa takes a lot of cues from Rei, and, like, they do genuinely play with each other. The thing that annoyed me the most about the beach episode is that she's going to train her spiritual senses, but, like, never actually uses her spiritual senses in this entire season. (laughs) Which bugs the hell out of me, because, like, in the manga... I'm like it feels like this is why she was taken out so fast because her spiritual senses are so good. The enemy was like, yeah. "Well, got to get rid of that." <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because she would have been able to catch on to a lot of that that stuff more sooner. Yeah, and it would make sense that like the Black Moon Clan knows the secret identities of the Senshi because. It's a thousand years in the future, so, like, people would know their history, right? Right. Because it doesn't affect them. Like, what are you going to do? Come for me in the Crystal Palace? Like, which, I mean, I guess the Black Moon does, but (laughs) not the point. Right. Uh, So, like, they would know, like, oh, this is their origin story. So they can go to their schools and, like, find out where people live and just be like, we just want to try and take you out here. Yeah. You know? Easy at that point. Yeah, I mean, Chibiusa's full name is still Usagi Tsukino. Yeah. I hate that she's abducted so fast in the manga, because she's really very serious, and, like, when Chibiusa shows up, she's the first one to say, like, she could be a threat. Yeah. You know? Yeah, she's like, like, she's even more on Usagi's side in the manga. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's like, I see and... a new threat coming in my fire, like, we need to be prepared. Like, just because we defeated the Dark Kingdom doesn't mean we get to rest on our laurels. Yeah, yeah. Which kind of goes back to your point as to why they'd want to take her out early, because, like, the Senshi wouldn't even have known of their the fact that they were coming or the fact that they'd arrived if it wasn't for uh, her her predictions. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, you see it with her scrying and then with challenging the, the alternate psychic club at school. Like, she calls her friends. She's like, the enemy is here. You know? Yeah. They wouldn't yeah. know if it wasn't for Ray. Yeah. And so, so then after that, it's kind of like they're just flying blind. Yeah. It gets a lot harder because, like, they take out the two most useful Senshi in terms of, like, decoding stuff, which are Mercury and Mars, you know? Yeah. Like, Mars has and I think that- the more psychic stuff and Mercury has the more, like, cold logic. And they remove them immediately. Yeah. And I think that that's um, something they really missed out on doing in the anime. Because mm-hmm. although it's kind of a bummer that we lose those senshi so quick in the, the manga. And she goes without those characters. But it also shows how important they are to the team. And what they contribute to the to the team. Mm-hmm. Um while watching the anime, I spent a lot of time wondering during this season, like, why are you there? Why is she there? You know? <laughs> why She's got her friend group around, but they're just sitting there not really doing much of anything. They function as a, as a single unit now. Um, yeah. A lot of the times. And uh, in the manga, because these characters are stripped away... Each of them has something to contribute that's lost. Mm-hmm. And so it, it 
compounds why Usagi feels so lost when she's the only one left, you know? Yeah, yeah, it really, we lose that emotional connection that Usagi has to all of her friends because they're being taken away from her and that contributes to her instability. So we don't have that. We're robbed of that opportunity. Yeah, and not just the emotional connection, but the practical things they contribute to the team, the skills. Mm -hmm. Speaking of skills, the strong one. So we had the smart one. We had the psychic one. And now we got the, the biggest girl of the bunch, Sailor Jupiter. My girl. Who surprisingly had a lot of focus this season. She had two yeah. Jupiter-centric episodes uh, in the Doom Tree arc. She had the one with Which Shinazaki, like her friend uh, who definitely has a crush on her, who she also definitely has a crush back on. <laughs> That she refuses to meet, but is happy to donate blood when he gets attacked by, I think, was it Felion or something? I don't know which one. I don't remember which, I don't remember which cardian it was, but he gets attacked by a thing and, like, falls downstairs and it's, like, the most dramatic the whole anime has ever been. Uh, it was! It was, it was scary! Great. Like, the yeah. cuts, that was, it was a great animated stuff, the sequences, you know beautiful episode uh so we have that and then we have the episode where she has a crush on ale because she thinks he could be moonlight night the bento episode mm-hmm. and then of course not something that we have experienced now both with the new dub and the original sub but um the best original dub line one of the classics of biggest talent for her big <laughs> yeah she has the biggest talent, yes. The biggest talent. What a girl. Uh, and in the anime, we see her more domestic side rather than just her being, like, big and strong and, like, having to deal with the, the stigma of being a big, strong woman in Japan when the ideal is being small and quiet and meek. Yeah. Uh, she teaches Isagi how to make curry to help Chibiusa. Um she has the episode with Minako where they argue about their past loves, which I didn't like that episode, but it was honestly kind of funny to watch them sort of snipe at each other about like, why are you so hung up on your senpai? Why are you so hung up on Alan? The man was like <laughs> eight years your senior and in England. Like, <laughs> What did you think was going to happen, Minako? Nothing. At least my senpai was within reach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know? And it, I'm glad they, at least, like, they fought it out, and then they came together in the end, though. Yeah, you know? and I love, and I did love watching, like, Pets and Calaveras, like, watch these two fight in their shop, and being like, right. let's just attack them. <laughs> <laughs> let's just do it. Let's just fight these children. Um, yeah. She, she knows about Cake in the Cake episode, and that's about it she's the strongest senshi physically she has the strongest attacks um and after mars she's close with chibisa like chibisa trusts her Mm -hmm. uh and that's about it for the anime like i feel we got a lot more focus on jupiter but again like the longer it goes on the more watered down it becomes right yeah everybody gets blenderized towards the end of the season but it, it was nice to um it it was nice to get a little bit more focus on her. Oh 
I love where what episode was it? Describe it. I I love how Jupiter kind of has an added. I like when she gets angry, okay? Mm, yeah. <laughs> I like when she puts her foot down and it's like, let's go. Forget it, you know? Yeah. Like, didn't they have, didn't she have a moment? I'm, I'm trying to think if I'm thinking, didn't she have a moment with Usagi and Mamoru where she's like, let's go? No, she had a moment with Anne and Al. That's what it was. Mm. When, yeah, like, in, in Usagi their was apartment. Showing- when, like, they went to yeah. go... Usagi's like, let's go see them, because they were both sick. And Ma- and Makoto's like, why? They hate us. <laughs> right, right. And, and then when... Went... Yeah, they went, and An was, like, horribly rude, and Makoto was like, I have had it up to here with your bullshit. <laughs> like, yeah. I love that. Who doesn't need that friend? Like, yeah. Usagi is is very much the, the lovey type, you know, she Mm -hmm. cares about any, she cares about everyone, even if they don't deserve it. And when, when you have a friend like that, you also need, she, that person always needs a friend to sit there and be like, but, but fuck this though, you know? Yeah. (laughs) And that I am Jupiter where I'm like, there's no reason for us to be here. Yeah. I I feel like that. Yeah. I, I feel like you're like that for me a lot because mm-hmm. I, especially for a long, long time, like red flags were just not a thing that I saw, you know, <laughs> and you've always been hyper vigilant. So you're like, Kim, no, we're leaving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have done that to you like a couple times, like where I'll, I have definitely seen you in like a larger group capacity where I'm like, why is Kim surrounded by three men? <laughs> <laughs> why is she by herself with three men talking where is her backup everyone is friendly <laughs> i'm like this is unacceptable <laughs> yep and you're like yoink <laughs> yeah and i think there have been times where like i'll see you with like a group of guys and you're talking animatedly like all of you and i'm like okay threat assessed low low threat but there have been times yeah. where i'm like oh absolutely not <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> you know sometimes you know like sometimes you just have a good conversation with a group of guys and sometimes it's a good conversation but these guys do not have good intentions and i'm like you need to leave yeah it happens when you're when you're a girl who's into nerdy stuff you talk to people who are into nerdy stuff and and traditionally fortunately that that stereotypes breaking now but traditionally that was a lot of guys mm-hmm. so it used to be very common for me to have a lot of guy friends and chat with a lot of guys. But yeah, sometimes guys are just guy friends. But yeah, there were definitely times where they were creepers. Mm-hmm. And I had trouble distinguishing those things, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and that was the case with like some women too. Just It's true. There's, there's some times where I'm like, why are we hanging out with these people? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It definitely happened more often with guys, but yeah, we... Oh, yeah. man. I think it's the po- most toxic... The most toxic fan group I have ever been in was the, the ball-jointed doll group. Yeah! I was like, I don't know why you hang out with these people. 
I didn't for very long. I just wanted to play with dolls, Isha. I know. I just I, wanted to play with dolls. I know. I understand. Like, the problem is, is that you're into, like, a lot of really <laughs> niche things. And so people get, like, really big-headed oh about them when they have more stuff. Like, it, it was the same case with Lolita Fashion. Yeah. You know? Yeah, where it was just, like... Not in that much right now, either. Yeah, where it's just like, y'all, like, calm down. It's a dress. <laughs> yeah. It just has to be pretty. Like, you were forgetting the roots of Lolita Fashion. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Like, no, you don't understand. Sailor Jupiter anyway. would be a sweet Lolita. Yes. Can you imagine her in, like, a little cupcake Lolita dress with a big poofy um, petticoat? It would be, like, mint green with pink. She would have, like, little strawberry knee-high socks. Yes. Oh, my God. Can you imagine how cute? (laughs) That would be adorable. I'm going to draw it now. You have to do fan art of Jupiter as uh, Sweet Lolita. Uh, She has to have, like, a little little fascinator hat that's just a piece of strawberry shortcake. Yes, a cake right? hat. A, it has to be either a, a slice of cake or a cupcake. Oh my gosh, she'd be so cute. Uh. <laughs> okay, we're totally sidetracked. We're like, we're on, we're like, we're so, the senshi and the season are so underrepresented that we're coming up with our own ideas for them now. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm going to talk to you more about this fan art after the episode. <laughs> yes. Because now I need to, now I need you to draw things for me. Um, okay. <laughs> very rare that I want people to do fan art for me, but apparently here we go. Uh, but in the manga, like with Mercury, we do get some more backstory because she, we have her introduce Asanuma. Um, Asanuma is like really cute with her. Like he definitely, it's kind of half and half with Asanuma because he's he definitely likes Makoto, but he's also like you're my into Mamoru. <laughs> Uh, he's like yes here we go and she's just like look at this adorable child i found and he's like a year (laughs) younger than her (laughs) you know it's really cute but like we find out because she gets sick and he helps her back to her apartment she's like no i'm fine he's like no you're not you're very obviously not fine um yeah so he takes her back to her apartment and um that's when we find out that her parents died in a plane crash Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's like, I'm all by myself. And like we get uh in the manga, I didn't write it down in the notes, but in the manga she talks about how uh when she moved to Juban from her old school, she's like, I just felt that I had to come here. And I you know, that's the pull of destiny, right? But she talks about a friend that she had and she's like, I didn't say bye to her. You know, like I just mm. up and left and I wonder how she's doing. And so we get kind of like, Oh, yeah, like Makoto has had a life like she came here suddenly and went to the school probably by the pull of destiny but like she existed before there's something before all of this uh and so we get to see that like obviously with Minako we have literally two whole manga about what Minako is doing but for (laughs) Mars Mercury and Jupiter we don't have that so we you know like we get Casablanca for Mars the the side story um, which kind of gives us, which gives us more background for her. But, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, oh, yeah, like, you're a whole person. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you you existed before you met Usagi. Yeah, I really appreciate that, like, even though we don't get as much time with the individual senshi, even in the manga, like, we still get this idea of them being people. 
mm-hmm. instead of, you know, you fit into this slot. This is your trope. You know, yeah. and like Sailor Jupiter as a character breaks tropes by being, you know, like the big strong one, but he's like genuinely sweet and sensitive and very motherly. You very know? domestic. So yeah, it's just like, she's like, I'm big and strong because I'm Sailor Jupiter. But that's literally it. That's the only reason why I'm like this, you know? And then you know other people reacting to what she looks like. Yeah. Sorry, I was, um, you know what I would have liked to have seen with Asanuma? Mm. So it, it doesn't really develop. He's just kind of in there. But like one of the things, speaking of her backstory, you know, mm-hmm. one of the things we know about her is that uh, she was really hung up on um, her senpai. You know, there was an older older guy that she'd fallen in love with and uh, it didn't work out, you know? Mm-hmm. Asanuma, Asanuma is her kohai. So she went from obsessing over her senpai to being the senpai. Oh and my god. Yeah! Asanuma is just senpai notice me. <laughs> Yeah, oh, no. I wish, right? I think we I wish do see done more with that. <laughs> I mean, we do see a little bit more of Asanima in the manga. Like he's not obviously a focus, but he does find out that she's Sailor Jupiter. Yeah, so he knows. Mm-hmm. He knows all the identities of the Senshi. He knows who Mamoru is. He's like, I am just going to ignore this, <laughs> right? Because Motoki in the manga also knows that like Ami and Makoto are Sailor Mercury and Sailor Jupiter because uh, when mm-hmm. the arcade like blew up because of the enemy uh they rescued him and he was like what and they're like hey and then left <laughs> yeah <laughs> what <laughs> so this is a thing <laughs> he's like i think I, I think there's like one panel in the manga where he, where it's just like hey just like don't run in the arcade again or he's like i know you guys are the senshi and i just have to ignore this i do like i wonder if that's just like a trait in japanese society of like i know a big ass secret and i am just going to ignore it (laughs) (laughs) well um carry on then (laughs) i wonder if the reason why people are like oh i know the secret identity of the senshi but also like they're fighting aliens so i don't have a problem with it (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) You know, like, oh yeah, I saw Usagi like transform into Sailor Moon behind the school. Really? Yeah. Huh? Would not have picked Usagi. That makes sense, though. (laughs) Turns out the whole school knows. They just don't feel like it's any of their business. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but back to Jupiter in the manga, she's the only one that gets to kill like by herself. She kills pets. Yeah. So she, like, is powerful enough to kill off one of the Ayakashi sisters by herself. Yeah, she still gets captured, but, like, not after killing. <laughs> yeah, but she kills yeah. pets first. Like, Rubies has to capture her. Yeah. They're but, like, oh, shit. <laughs> and she's sick. Like, she's sick and she's fighting and she, like, takes out pets. Like, mwah. She's not even at full power. Her. Right? <laughs> I love her. Like, her strength is only, like, outstripped by Sailor Moon. Um, the only other thing she does in the manga is when Isagi, after rescuing all of them, is, like, upset about Mamoru wanting to protect Chibiusa. She's, like, Jupiter is like, girl, she he's protecting her because she's your daughter. Right. 
You're being That's your you're baby. Obs- yeah, it's like you're upset and jealous over him doing the right thing to protect your child. Yeah. You know? It's like he knows we're yeah. here to protect you, but Shibiusa doesn't have anybody right now. Right. And Yes. <laughs> I love her. Love her. She's great. She's a great character. I love Jupiter. I'm I'm always going to be salty that Japan does not appreciate her. Just Oh, and she's so wonderful. She's so cute. Y'all don't deserve her. You do not deserve my queen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. And now Venus. Venus is so good in this season. Like, every time we focus on Minako, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Because she's <laughs> dumb as fuck. And I love it. Like, she's just, like, she's so unapologetically herself. You know? Like, nobody yeah. can really say anything to make her, like, doubt herself. Like, the only time we see her being down in this whole season is, like, when she's talking about Alan. And then in the end, it like, it turns into, like, her and Makoto, like, pumping each other up. Being like, yeah. I'm only upset about you being salty over this dude because you deserve so much better. You right. Know? I love tr- how I love I love that flip. It was it, great. It just turns into like a bunch of like affirmations for your friends mm-hmm. and like so good. I love it. Every time we have an episode centering on Minako, it's so much fun. It's so funny. I'm never annoyed. I'm never like, oh my god, like what's wrong with you? I'm never like this is just filler. I'm just happy. <laughs> so yeah. we have the the kindergarten episode in the doom tree <laughs> mm-hmm. where she's salty about a five-year-old preferring sailor moon to sailor v <laughs> she's like but that I'm... was pretty great right it's so good it's so realistic too yeah she's, she's like, like i came first <laughs> She's like, I need this. She's like, I'm going to protect these children by myself. I need this. <laughs> she needed that win. She needed mm-hmm. that validation. She really did. Um, and Venus she loved me. Over. Yeah, she did. Like, that kid ended up with, like, stickers and all, like, everything Sailor Venus was like. Venus is better than Sailor Moon. So, like, Minako won. Um, yeah. I want to say, Venus like. Venus like, got to push that merge. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say that Venus Love Me Chain is my favorite attack in this whole season. Mm-hmm. Like, I love the animation for Venus Love Me Chain. Mm. And it's, like, an iconic attack. Like, usually when it's just, like, name a Venus attack, people will mention Love Me Chain. Uh-huh. Um, and then there's the episode where everyone is sick and she's like, let me help, and, like, ruins everyone's day. And it's just that was great. That's it's a just, great episode. It's pure Asian slapstick comedy. Uh huh. You know, like, uh, there's there's a lot of like sarcasm and dry wit for like the English speaking world. Uh-huh. And I think that that rings true as well for like Scandinavians and and Germanic countries as well. Mm. But in Asia, they're like all comedy is slapstick <laughs> you know it's just like <laughs> we want comedy duos we want to have people who are cross-dressing like we want to have like really over exaggerated movements like this is what we love and that's what like all of the minako centric episodes where it's just minako causing shenanigans it's just pure asian comedy uh-huh and when i say asian i do mean like the whole pan-asian continent like i've seen this in like 
Pacific Islander, like so like Malaysia, Philippines. Uh, I've seen this in Japan and South Korea and China. Um, it's all over like the South Asian countries. So India, Pakistan, Sri Lanka, Bangladesh, like they love it. They love this. Like slapstick is what they go for. Somebody does mm-hmm. a fall. Hilarious. <laughs> and then she, she's not good in this episode, but in the episode where Artemis has like the zoo episode, where he's like, I'm going to solve a thing by myself because you people don't appreciate me. Um, she prompts Luda to help him out, you know, or is like, this is your fault. And it's like, Minako, it's also your fault. <laughs> like, Artemis is your cat. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, mm, yeah. Mina, this is you. This is you too. <laughs> um, something I wish we had in the anime. And again, like, we did not have enough time with Esmerod. We needed more time with Esmerod. I yeah. would have loved to see the senshi of love and beauty against Esmerod, you know? It would have been fitting. <laughs> to just, like, really have that, like, rivalry of, like, beauty versus beauty, you know? Yeah. It would have been cute. It would have been fun. It would have been fun. Oh, wow. But I, I am really glad they spent a little more time with Venus um mm-hmm. this season because jupiter and venus they really just otherwise don't get enough love um <laughs> they really don't so. i every season has like a minako centric episode um yeah thank god because the one in the one in the next season is my top tier like favorite episode <laughs> with her heart crystal uh so so very good um, oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Right? Every, yes. Like, anyone who's watched, that's such a good episode. Uh, you know, like, I don't think Jupiter gets that treatment, but every time they're like, you, you know, we need some fun. Let's get, let's do a Minako episode. Uh, yeah. In the manga, she has a much bigger role because she's the only one that doesn't get kidnapped. Yes. She walks into her trap and is like, I know it's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> Come out and fight me. <laughs> Let's go! Come on! Let's do it! You think I'm gonna get kidnapped? Hell no! I've watched three of my friends get kidnapped. I know what not to do. I, I know how this goes. Mm-hmm. But she provides a lot of emotional support to Sailor Moon in the future, especially when, like, Mamoru is like, Aha! I have found a task that I can do, which is to protect the small one. <laughs> and uh-huh. Sailor Moon is like, uh, excuse me, and Venus is like, it, like, I'm the leader of your Senshi team. Granted, there is no team right now, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm here. She does take on a real leadership role, like, as Isagi gets more and more, like, uncertain and scared, like, Venus takes charge, as, you know, like, she steps she's, up for sure. Yeah, she holds Isagi back, she calms her down, and, like, when it comes to trying to find out what's going on from Chibiusa, because obviously it's like, this has something to do with you. She talks to Chibiusa. She's like, look, we understand this is hard for you, but in order for us to help you, you have to talk to us. Yeah, we can't help you. We don't know what's going on. And if we can't help our friends. Mm-hmm. So you she's can, like, you ha- like, I know this is hard, but you have to. Like, we mm-hmm. can't wait anymore. Yeah. She's so different. In the manga, like, it's weird because she's both different and the same, you know? 
Like, the anime definitely yeah. plays up her more playful, like, fun side. Like, you, like she's really obviously 14 in the anime, you know? Um, she's a bit more serious in the manga, but, like, she's still just, like, I'm gonna grow up to be a superstar, <laughs> you know? Yeah. She's but like, my she... dream is to be an idol. Yeah. Yeah. But she definitely has more. She is intended to be the actual leader of the senshi, while Usagi is the princess. So I feel like in the manga, they do a better job of depicting those leadership qualities. Yes. So. Yeah. It's one of those things where, like, I feel like in the anime, people don't really respect Mina, but in the manga, they do. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think, because in the, in the anime, they do the thing where she, like, messes up sayings. And so it makes her look uh-huh. stupider than she is. And, like, don't get me wrong, Mina's not the brightest bulb in the box. <laughs> <laughs> she knows it. Like, they know it. We all know it. Um, but it's one of those things where it, it does feel like as the anime goes on, they punch down. Yeah. Yeah. It's, There's ways it's the to do thing. it. Yeah. There's this, it's the same thing they do to Usagi. Yeah. 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 It's funny because she's dumb. Ha <laughs> ha. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's like, okay. I'm great. Okay, I guess. Um, it's like, what would happen if Homer Simpson was a sexy girl and a superhero? Why would you do that to me? Like, why? Like, I don't need that in my head. Like, my life is hard, Kim. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mo- <laughs> moving on. <laughs> moving on to a different kind of, like, my life is so hard. Uh, Sailor Pluto? Whole existence. <laughs> just a mess. She doesn't exist in the anime. She has four appearances in the anime. One of them is in her, like, actual full body. Two of them yeah. are a projection, and one of them is a pixelated version of her in Lunapy. It's like an 8-bit version of her giving Chibiusa some random advice. That Some really help. bad advice of like, no, you can't come back home. Like, you have to go and find Sailor Moon in order to save your mom. And it's just and it's like, like, none why? of this is true. None of this is true. Like, why are you giving a literal child? And like, remember, in the anime, Chibiusa is genuinely her age. You know? Yeah. Like, it's not like yeah. she's been alive for a thousand years and stuck at this age. She's genuinely like six or seven or whatever age she is. So it's like you gave a seven-year-old a time key and threw her back into the 20th century. Like, yeah. There's the no manga, estab- Yeah, there's no establishment of what we get in the manga, which is that they're friends and have been friends for years. And the key was stolen. And the key was stolen! Like, Chibiusa did this on her own and Pluto, because she literally can't leave her post, is like... Well, fuck, I hope she's well, okay. <laughs> I can't know. Yeah, we're, like, for some reason, the anime one was like, you must do this mission, go into the past, and uh, steal the crystal? This is, this was a solid plan. I don't, I don't even, I don't know. Like, I don't know why <sighs> they did that in the anime. It was so bad. We see her for, like, two seconds in the anime when she opens up the time door. Did she dead screen them? I don't remember if she attacked them or not. Uh, I don't I, remember now. I know we didn't get like the animation of dead screen because that comes from yeah. that comes from S. We do not get uh, it in this one. 
to be frank, I don't think she did anything interesting in the anime. So, no, no, she didn't. I'm gonna say she probably did not attack. Mm-mm. She's completely a non-entity in Sailor Moon R. I'm actually, like, I would have been happier if they just kind of left her out, to be honest. Because, like, having her there, but having her be a non-entity was just... She's like, I know I'm in the future, it's like, or, like, I know I'm in, like, some nebulous, like, place where time does not exist, guarding the time door. But I'm gonna quickly project myself and then, like, tell you guys how to psychically, and then I'm gonna psychically put you inside of the the mind of this child so that you can save her. And she has that power for some reason. She was basically just like, we're going to use her, like, Chekhov's gun. Like. Yeah. She's She's a magic sentry. She does things. She does things that the other ones can't do. Okay. She does whatever we want her to do. Whatever the plot needs. It's like, how do we get out of this? And it's like, "Eh, just put a Sailor Pluto in it. Right. (laughs) So she's barely there in the anime. Oh, God. Where's in the manga? It's so good. She's so important in the manga and so cool. She is beautiful. She's so tall. She's got a big staff. She's got green hair. She's got dark skin. And she's lonely. She's been guarding that gate for millennia because we have a flashback of Luna talking to the original Queen Serenity, you know, when Luna kind of like walks around like the old Silver Millennium and Queen Serenity's like, uh, don't go there. (laughs) You're not allowed to go there because of, uh, shenanigans (laughs) and so like pluto's been doing this her whole life which is again millennia eternity and she's there for eternity time doesn't move she is there she has been there she will always be there yeah and she can watch other she can watch things happen but she can't interfere like she has three rules like don't interfere uh like don't travel through time and uh don't stop time you have time yeah. powers you're not allowed to use them <laughs> right it's very it's very bizarre it's very unfair um and she meets chibiusa because chibiusa is wandering in like the new silver millennium in the crystal palace on earth and because chibiusa is bullied and lonely and finds her way to pluto and pluto doesn't attack her because pluto has the sense of mind to be like, oh, that's a child. <laughs> well, that's not supposed to be here. Yeah, it's like, that's a child. Uh, that That's not only a child, that's a child that belongs to my queen. <laughs> yeah. And then they become friends because they're both really lonely. And like Pluto gives her Luna P and shows her magic tricks and teaches her um, abracadabra, essentially. You know? So, like, the killing think- curse. Yeah. Wait, no, and it's not the killing curse. It's just really cute. And then Chibiusa gets jealous because she realizes, like, when astral projected king and demon, like, goes to see Pluto because he's, like, worried about his child and, like, the future. And Pluto, like, smiles at him. And Chibiusa's like, I've only ever seen her smile at me like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and Chibiusa feels lonely and jealous because she's like, oh, Pluto's not my special friend. Pluto likes other people. You know? Yeah. I'm not she all has she friends. has. You know? She has friends outside of me. Mm-hmm. And... When... And as a little kid who feels like they only have one friend, 
I can see why she would, um, that would be devastating to her, you know? Yeah. And like Chibiusa is desperate and like steals the time key from Pluto. Cause I think after all of it happened, she's like help. And Pluto's like literally can't <laughs> against the rules. Sorry, yeah. kid. Um, she steals the time key. She goes back in time. And like when they come back to the future, you know, like when the senshi arrive and like Pluto's like, cool, dead screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, can't why? Be here. It's like, why are you attacking us? And Shibiusa comes out and is like, please don't kill my friends. Pluto's just like throw like throws herself to her knees and just hugs Chibiusa. And she's like, oh, thank God you're okay. Yeah. You know, she's just so happy to see Chibiusa. Like there's so much love and affection between those two and it's mm-hmm. for chibiusa that she breaks all the rules mm-hmm. she does it for chibiusa yeah yeah because it's it and it's such it's so sweet you know it's it, it i feel like the sailor moon series is really good at depicting love in all all different forms of love you know um friendship family found family you know and that's mm-hmm. how i feel like you know um pluto and and chibiusa they're they're found family you know yeah and it's it's really cool to see how intense that love is in their case where it's mm-hmm. like i will throw away everything for you and it's not her child you know it's not her lover it's just it's her friend. It's just somebody she cares about deeply because she matters, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's her death. Like, when Pluto dies, that's what breaks Chibiusa out of Black Lady. So yeah. Chibiusa's reciprocated love for Pluto is what causes her to reject the evil that has been put in her and to yeah. return to herself and to become Sailor Chibi Moon. And it's just so much more like all those little steps, Black Lady and the the crystal, like everything matters so much more in the manga. <laughs> it hurts so much. Like I remember, like reading the manga and like Pluto dies, and I fully cried as a child. Oh yeah, as, like, it's Shibuya's begging Pluto to open her eyes and see that she's transformed, and yeah, and she's just lying there dead in Sailor Moon's arms, and it's just so tragic yeah it's really yeah it's i don't know how anybody could have read the manga and then looked at the anime and been like yeah that was a good choice yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know just they really miss miss some major opportunities there it's so i don't know if it's just because like a lot of Japanese, because, like, Japanese society does not value emotional intelligence at all, mm-hmm. you know? So that, like, and then especially, like, it is not encouraged at all within men, you know? Yeah. So, oh, like, yeah. was it just that, like, this mostly male team saw this and was like, I don't know what, I don't know how to interpret that, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, I think, so... I can't, obviously, just a theory, but I feel like this season, they were going for a lot more comedic, a lot more cartoony. So I, I can't help but think that some of those, some of those subjects just got too intense. 
maybe they didn't want people to have the feels. But they so, had those any- intense feelings with the Ayakashi sisters. Yeah, but they weren't the main characters. They weren't our heroes, you know? They didn't put any of our our main characters into any serious peril, any serious drama, you know? I guess. These are char- yeah, these are characters that we haven't spent a whole season getting to know. They're new, you know? And after this, they'll be gone. So the stakes are lower. That's a cop-out. I don't agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah I, I just, I'm I'm thinking from their mindset not from mine you know I mean I guess I don't know if some of it was just that like because the production had to be rushed and they didn't have the full manga to work off Maybe. of like you know they didn't have the beats so they were just like cobbling it as they went along you know like laying the tracks as the train is coming but yeah you that's know, probably more the case yeah, it's it's definitely one of those things where I'm like, y'all had some time and you chose not to use it on your protagonists. Yeah. Seriously. They spent so much time with the villains this season. Both the Doom Tree and, and the Ayakashi sisters, you know, the both both those arcs were just yeah. they're like, Well, we don't know what's gonna happen with the with the heroes, but uh let's play around with the villains, you know. They're like, We're just gonna rely on tropes. <laughs> Yeah, really though. So this episode's running a little long. Uh, it's fine. We... No, no, no. We're, we're gonna okay. we're gonna we're gonna mention the cats. All right. This episode is long because we're covering five century and three cats. Yeah. <laughs> so Luna and Artemis, um, important but not a focus in either the manga or the anime. Artemis did they get have... a whole episode, which was cool. Which was great, but like. I feel like the anime does, this is a trend for, like, the rest of the anime, like, I hate to use this term, but, like, they definitely are, like, Artemis is a beta male. <laughs> you know? No, you're not wrong, though. It's, it's like, uh, this is a modern term, but, like, in Japan, like, they call men who aren't, like, stereotypically manly herbivore men. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Because it's just a whole thing, it's it's uh, it's a bunch of st- stupidness like the gender binary in japan is just like y'all need to y'all need to relax and you'll be happier <laughs> you know it's just like yeah. maybe maybe you should legalize marijuana a little bit <laughs> you know <laughs> maybe maybe allow your people to take some drugs without like sending them to the guillotine and you'll have some babies in your country anyway that's <laughs> right <laughs> Do drugs, have sex, rock and roll. Come on, guys. <laughs> like, me of all people, like, recommending this. <laughs> it's like, you know, oh I God. don't do any drugs, but I feel like this country could do more drugs. Right? <laughs> it's like, I think you guys could benefit first from the drugs. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, Luna and Artemis doing their best. Um, Artemis is always... I love Luna, but Artemis is the best cat between the two of them. <laughs> and then only in the manga do we have um, honorary Diana, uh, who is yeah. the best girl, sweetest best girl, pure heart than Sailor Moon. Just like nobody can match Diana's sweetness, gentleness, beauty. Just she's she's just a precious baby kitten. Uh, she's 
What's more she's, innocent than a precious baby kitten who just happens to be able to talk? She's so perfect. She's so perfect. There's there's not a fault to be found in Diana. And if any of you find fault in Diana, like, don't we tell me. We will find you. Because then I have to come fight you. <laughs> we will find you and we will fight you. Yeah. Like, I'll lose, but Kim will win. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know. I, I don't weight lift like I used to. <laughs> I mean, by, like, you'll get there. <laughs> okay. We'll Become She-Hulk anyway. <laughs> Goals. This is, like, this, for any of you, for all of you who don't know, like, I've been pestering Kim to become She-Hulk for, like, the last five years. Yeah. 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 I, it, it's not an unreasonable request, because when she and I met, I was in, like, police academy and weightlifting, so I was, like, buff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. 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 Just do it again. <laughs> you don't have <laughs> to become a lawyer. You you just have to become buff. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we got this. I got the shoulders for it. Yeah. You can do it. I believe in you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the episode. <laughs> Let's go into the spiel. Uh, thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Pod or contact us through email at Podcast at gmail.com. That information, again, is in our show notes. Thank you to Barbara Daly for the use of her artwork. Please rate and review us wherever you find us. Or, Sakini Gawate Oshiokyo! Oshiokyo!